Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today we maliciously comply with weaponized incompetence. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, want your daughter's music lesson to start and end on time? Alright, let's do this then. I'm a music teacher in a music center. This all started with two of my students, both of them are sisters, 7 years old and 8 years old, having to change their class arrangements. They used to be in a daycare that's part of the center. As one sister in the class was learning with me, the other would be in tuition or daycare. Each of them have their classes with me for 45 minutes. The other sister that was in tuition or daycare would come to class early and will listen on class so when it's her turn. It was smooth and not a lot of hiccup. In fact, both of them are lovely girls and they pick up on the piano fairly quickly. Now, because of some reasons that's not even part of my business, the daughters change their daycare to another daycare center and will only be coming to my class after they've returned from the daycare. Not a huge problem. Only thing that was a bit different then how it used to be was that they came together at the same time. Not wanting to make myself repeat what I would teach the both of them, I asked both of them if we could do their theory together since they can both just listen at the same time, but will still continue to your practice separately. Their theory work is the same at this point since both of them started at the same time and have been able to catch up to each other. Both of them agreed and we proceeded with class as usual, with the exception that we do theory section of the class together. This all ended with the class ending earlier than it was supposed to be since I don't have to explain the same thing to the other sister and I can guide both of their work together. This was all fine and dandy with them finishing their usual practical and theory workload from their usual classes, but out of nowhere, I was left with a message from their mother. To make it easier, let's call the mother Marissa. Marissa asked if I ended class earlier than usual last lesson by 15 to 20 minutes. I proceeded to say yes and gave the explanation to her as to why it is. She expressed her thoughts on the matter being that she was under the assumption that the lesson she paid for entails for 45 minutes of class per daughter. Marissa proceeded to add on that if classes were to be shorter than 45 minutes, then she would have actually have opted for the 30 minutes. I'm not so bothered with this, as I'm open to any suggestions Marissa might provide. So I gave an idea where maybe one sister comes to class first, as the other finds some place to wait before entering the classroom and listening. Doing so will give me the opportunity to focus on each one of them and fulfill the time requirement that Marissa requested. I did try to continue on the conversation in a more softer manner, asking if she has any thoughts to such arrangements. Marissa proceeds to tell me that they're arranging for a place where one of the sisters could wait for the other to finish. The center has other rooms and spaces for the sister to be at. Not sure why Marissa didn't opt for them, but I didn't pry much. After that, she went on to leave a text that eventually what led up to this post. We'll paraphrase some quotes since they're not written in English. I actually wanted to recommend you teach my friends sons and daughters, but if your arrangement requires the other to not be present at the area, I don't think it'll be suitable for my friend. She has two sons and daughters as well. Previously, their teacher didn't have this issue before. I don't know about everyone, but with these text messages on my phone, it felt like an awful power play in front of me. 
and the allure of getting new students like this felt icky. That pretty much spurred me to be petty from that point onwards. Thus, the next class came and the principal of the center told me to take a picture for Marissa to see that the class is starting on time. Went well over and beyond. When they were ready to take their class, I went over to take a picture of the clock on the wall and messaged to the entire group chat for that particular day, captioning, First Sister Class Started. After that, I proceeded to do my class as usual with the added strictness on time. I generally would distribute my class's time ratio about 2 to 1, 2 being practical and 1 being theory. I took that super strict this time. As it hit the half an hour mark on the dot, I proceeded to just change the theory right away. Same thing with theory as it hits the 15 minute mark. I stop whatever I was saying and tell them to ask me next week. It really pains me to be this strict towards them since they did nothing wrong, but I have my own line where I don't like people crossing over, and this is just my way of setting down the boundaries. When the classes were done, I would then take another picture of the clock on the wall and send it back in the same group with the caption, first slash second sister is done. One of the sisters couldn't finish playing on one of the pieces since she couldn't complete it within the time, and one of them couldn't complete the theory work I gave them. Even though they couldn't finish some of the work I gave them, I still spent some little time with them to teach what I could after I took the picture. Ultimately, I still told them to continue or ask next week if they have any questions, since there were still more left. I was done for the day and ready to leave for dinner, and the principal of the center saw me and told me that it's okay to not post any more pictures to the group. I declined and replied that I'll respect Marissa's wish to have their daughter's class worth their every penny by making sure that she can see that we start and end on the dot with not one minute less or more. I will be continuing with this until Marissa or her daughters decide to not be in class with me anymore. I have other students as well, but I've never been this strict with time previously as I'm more of the mindset of if they can fulfill their part of the workload for the day, then we can finish our class. Sometimes I would end a class earlier by 10 minutes and other times I'll end the class later in the span of 10 minutes or longer. One time I would end the class later by 30 minutes more and I would still gladly do it. That's pretty much it. Not so much of a Redditor myself, but I've been told by people that I should write this down here. Just let me know if there's anything that seems confusing. So, although maybe you should charge more for a double kid class, if you teach them at the same time, and thereby it makes the old plans go by, obviously, in half the time, why is it that OP has to split them up instead of just adding more to the workload? Is it just, you know, there's these blocks of lessons that are reasonable, and there's no way to fill a regular block of time with more information? Our next story is, you insist I'm at will? Okay. I think enough time has passed that I can tell this one. It also helps that I'm actively switching industries. I was a teacher at a charter school. For those not fully in the know, charter schools are public adjacent schools. While public schools in the USA are governed by a government body and have unionized teachers, charters are governed by their charter and otherwise free to operate within that charter as they please. Two key features of the one I was at was that we were not unionized at all and we were at will. I've bounced between schools all my life, and I've always been pro-union. Union schools are always better to teach at for many reasons. So when I was approached by a small group of senior teachers, I'd left to the chance to join the efforts. 
Most teachers at this particular school don't seem to make it past three to four years. It's a very tough school to work at. The bosses can't seem to explain why, but I think we all know exactly why. Our demands were few and I felt reasonable. In retrospect, it doesn't really matter. As it turned out, the way union proceedings work, it eventually has to be brought to everyone's attention. The bosses caught wind of it and called a mandatory all-employees meeting, and as I surveyed the room as people spoke, I realized the union wasn't going to happen. The number of people outspoken against the union was larger and louder than the number of pro-union. Now that I'd been identified as pro-union, my days were numbered, and I needed an exit strategy. The next school year, our school had one month of mandatory training for staff in August before students arrived. I attended that as normal and never gave a clue I was looking for other jobs. I secured one, a public school district desperate to fill a last-minute slot before the beginning of the year. It had pay transparency and a union and clear procedures for write-ups and fixing. I asked for a meeting with the principal and handed him my resignation about less than a week before the school year started. I told him this was my right as an at-will employee. This is one of the main things the union was against. We'd seen too many questionable and immediate firings. And I quit. Play at-will games? Win at-will prizes? I mean, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of times when unions can be kind of operated by people who don't exactly have the workers' best interests at heart. But in most situations, I don't understand why people would be against unions if you're on the workers' side. I mean, why give up on having extra protections to make your work life reasonable and nice? Our next story is, don't accuse my brother of stealing and don't discuss the situation with him again? Okay, I can do that. This story took place many years ago. I was in my late teens. One of my older brothers had moved out of the house a while back and moved in with a girlfriend who had a kid around age 7. I'll call my brother Bobby, not his real name. His girlfriend Mama Bear and her kid will be Kiddo. As a late December baby, I would get my Christmas gift and be told it's also my birthday gift, then just get something really small at my birthday. Gee, thanks. So most years, I was shafted compared to what my siblings got, but I never complained. But this one year, I was given a Sony Walkman. Yeah, it was that long ago. Then a couple of days later for my birthday, I got a battery charger with rechargeable batteries. It was actually fair for once because the Walkman and charger together were probably worth the same as each of my siblings got for Christmas and birthday put together. But Bobby got really jealous and would complain to me it wasn't fair. He was constantly on my case about it. I told him it was for both gifts and to just lay off, but he remained angry. Eventually he stopped, but I didn't realize how jealous he was or that he was holding a grudge. Flash forward a few months, my Walkman is missing. My room is always a mess, so I assume I misplaced it, but I really can't find it. I get scared that I've lost it somewhere outside the house, so it's gone forever. Then I notice my battery charger is also missing and remember how jealous Bobby was. He still came to the house every other day, so next time he's over, I ask if he took it. He hotly denies it, tells me I probably lost it. Since the charger's missing too, I know that's not the case. My other siblings couldn't have it in the house without me knowing, plus he was the only one that acted jealous. The next couple of times Bobby comes over, I go at him again, he still denies it. I can tell he's lying. We yell and argue, my mom gets sick of it. She tells me to stop accusing Bobby of stealing my Walkman. I protest that I know he took it. 
She tells me not to speak with him about it again, so now I'm really annoyed. Not long after that, at a family dinner, Bobby brings Mama Bear and Kiddo. The other siblings are all around. All I can think is Bobby stole my Walkman. But I'm not allowed to accuse Bobby of stealing my Walkman or to speak with him about it. So I turn to Kiddo and in a happy, excited voice I ask, Hey Kiddo, did Bobby get a new Walkman? Kiddo's face lights up. She smiles. She's super excited. Oh yes, he did. And then she trails off and her face drops. And she looks guilty. And you can just tell that she's just done something she wasn't supposed to. The whole family heard this. My mom told Bobby to give it back. He begrudgingly did. The funny thing, he didn't give back the charger. Claimed he never took it. We argued more. He insisted he didn't have it. A while later, I found the charger. If the charger wasn't missing, I wouldn't have been so sure he took it, and I probably would have backed off. So, seems messy room also paid off. One thing I want to add, I realize it put Kiddo in a difficult position, but Bobby wouldn't dare mess with Kiddo because of Mama Bear. Aside from maybe telling her not tell me he got a new Walkman. Since Mama Bear saw this all happen, she knew what was going on. They broke up not too long after that, but I have no idea why or if this played any part. I mean, to be fair, realizing that your partner is capable of this and realizing the amount of petty crap they did and even telling your own kid to lie about it, it wouldn't be too far-fetched to say that that was a very big contributing reason why you'd break up with them, right? This next story is, if I have to cook every time, then starve before you eat. How I weaponized incompetence out of cooking chores. So I, 22, am the last born in my family of six, including me, and since we're all grown up, our family doesn't have a maid, we do all the chores. Few weeks ago when I came back from school, they decided to divide chores so that everyone can do it in their free time and go on their business. But they decided that I'm the one who should be cooking every dang day, twice a day. Now I'm not one of the best chefs, but I do try my best. I used to live alone at school and I'd learned how to cook. So when they decided that they screwed me over because I'm stuck at home and I should be there to cook every time, I suggested that I cook today, tomorrow I wash dishes, and the next day I do laundry and so on, which they denied. So I started to cook painstakingly nice dishes but I had to cook for a freaking long time. From morning, I would make sure the food is ready at least at 2.30 or 3 p.m. Sometimes in the evening, I would start from 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. I became a professional chef. I peel potatoes so painstakingly well for like an hour, freaking wash beans 10 times, eat meat while still cooking, to pick rice even if I didn't need to, use as much plates and pans as possible. Every time there isn't enough groceries, I would go to the farthest place to buy quality ones. The food was delicious, but people here can't have a consistent schedule since I'm unpredictable. Well, I couldn't do it for long, you know, African mothers. So she started insisting the food was ready on time. So I started doing it the way my brother does. Put everything in a rice cooker, add water, salt, and oil, close and then leave. It went on like that for a week, and then all of a sudden, we have to change. Because often, they would go on with their business instead of waiting. We're now switching, but I still cook in that big rice cooker. It's one of the dumbest things I've done, but it worked. 
In a way, I think OP does what a lot of people would do, which is when they're being mistreated and they're being forced to do something that they don't really want to do or they shouldn't have to do every single time, but they're just the one stuck with it. You kind of just naturally get slower or less efficient or less good at it because you just care less. I mean, OP definitely went out of their way to add to that, though, but I get why it happened. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.